Nutrition Reviews, Conversations with the Authors, published by Oxford University Press. This month, I have the pleasure of a conversation with Janine Wirth and Lorraine Brennan from the Institute of Food and Health and the Conway Institute of Biomolecular and Biomedical Research at University College Dublin. They wrote with their colleague, Elaine Hellesheim, a systematic review and conducted a meta-analysis of randomized clinical trials on protein intake and its effect on sleep outcomes. Their review focused on 12 studies on how and if protein supplements affect sleep quality. What I found interesting about this paper and what we will get to shortly are the reasons they chose to study protein intake and sleep, the nuanced results on the strength of any association and the need for more research. So I'd like to get started. I'm sure that our conversation will bring to light what drew these authors to writing this paper. And Janine and Lorraine, welcome to Nutrition Review's podcast, uh, Conversations with the Authors. And let's start off with Janine and just please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do now in your research and why you got interested in uh, protein and sleep. Yeah, hello, uh, I'm Janine and uh, thank you, first of all, for the invitation and the opportunity to, to talk on this podcast. Yeah, I, um, I'm a postdoc uh, working in UCD at the moment, and I studied nutritional science and uh, epidemiology. And yeah, now I'm uh, working as a postdoc in the nutritional, uh, the nutrition biomarkers and health research group of Lorraine Brennan. Yeah, what brought me to the, yeah, science, uh, nutritional science, um, and, and the interest in it is basically uh, thanks to my mom, I would say. She <laughs> she always had uh, some dietary solution for any health problem. If it was nettle tea or uh, chicken soup, um, she always preferred uh, food over any uh, drug treatment, um, if possible. So I think that's why I have it from. The reason you decided to study protein and sleep, can you give us a little bit of that background? Yeah, um, it's a, a big part of my career fit fellowship uh, at the UCD at the moment. So um, the whole project is, is called Protein Intake and its Effect on uh, Health Outcomes. And one part is sleep. Uh, we, we added sleep. Uh, because, yeah, we think sleep needs a bit more attention. So everybody sleeps and many people don't sleep well enough. And, um, yeah, if there is a potential of a dietary um, impact on, on uh, sleep, it would be easy to address and, um, yeah, an easy to address way to improve sleep quality. Okay. Well, thanks. And, and Lorraine, clearly... Um... Janine is working in your lab on this on this project, and it's a project around protein. Uh, so you're a history of, of a protein nutritionist. Uh, just tell us a little bit more about uh, how you evolved as a nutritionist, uh, working in protein and moving to different types of outcomes. Yeah, well, thank you very much for having me on as, as well this afternoon. So I, I started off working on look at working in human metabolism. So really on trying to understand how how 
how we metabolize and why we metabolize and why people are different in, in their metabolism. And it became very apparent, apparent that actually food has a major impact on our metabolism. So that's how I became interested in, in, in working with food um, and nutrition and how I veered, veered from working more from a metabolism point of view into, into human nutrition. And, and my group is very interested in, in looking at the impact of the overall diet and our overall food on, on our health and on our, on our metabolism. So we had became interested in then in thinking about, well, what other lifestyle factors are influencing our, our health? So of course, diet is having a big impact, but what, what else is there? So then we started thinking about sleep and the and sleep being a major lifestyle factor is that factor that we, we hadn't looked at up on up until recently. So so that's where we started to think about about sleep. And then when Janine's project, we were writing Janine's project, it, it became apparent that, well, actually, we, we know not a huge amount about the interaction between diet and sleep. We probably even know less about protein and protein is a very important part of our of our diet. So so that's where we start, started this collaborative work. Well, I think it's interesting that you know there's so many different nutrients you could study when it comes to sleep. You know, we think a lot about, you know, after lunch we get sleepy and you know, what's causing that to occur. Um, and then those the carbohydrates and the sugar intake that might relate to sleep. Um, and then you, you know, you're you're working on protein. Um, I'm I'm just wondering um, if you summarize your results. I don't want to go over too much of the paper because I want people to read the paper. I think it was interesting that um, the the results are, I would say, somewhat um, not very strong in this relationship, but there's some nuances that make some suggestions that maybe in some types of sleep quality, there, there is an impact. So if any of if either of you want to talk about, you know, the, the what you found, summarize what you found, and maybe Tell us something that surprised you a little bit about your findings. Um, yeah, um, so overall we re reviewed, I think four or five databases um, to yeah to find randomized controlled trials on the topic. So on the effects of protein intake and sleep quality. And yeah, we included different sleep outcomes like sleep latency. So how long does it take you to fall asleep? Um, sleep disturbances, how uh, yeah, how many times do you wake up or um, sleep duration, perceived sleep quality, and so on. And um, yeah, as you said, we, we did not observe a clear effect of protein on, on sleep quality. Um, but when we looked at subgroups, so if we, if we looked at only the studies that were not on high at high risk of bias, we saw a tendency towards a better sleep quality. Um, however, you know, what what astonished me was not really the the results; it was more the fact that in these um, databases we only found these twelve studies, and. Uh, that, yeah, I mean, it was from 3,000 initial studies that we found, only 12 made it to the end. And um, uh, of, of these 12, I think there were only two who really focused on the outcome of sleep. So um, all the other studies were had, had the primary outcome, for example, muscle function and um, sleep, they, they just also assessed. So it wasn't focused on that. And, um, 
yeah, if you want to say so, the data was not perfect to really investigate this topic. Well, I think that's one of the important pieces about doing review articles in the sense that we always don't have to show that you know, there's a cause and effect relationship across you know, 10 studies, but you know, what we don't know and what we don't know is what pushes science, I think, forward. Um, the, uh, the other thing I was wondering about is, um, since you've been studying protein and sleep, how has this changed your own behaviors? Are, are you more conscientious about the sleep now? Are you more conscientious about the protein? Because you're studying protein and multiple outcomes, not just sleep outcomes. So um, any, any insight about how you know, people may want to change their own behavior when it comes to sleep or um, protein intake in your life too? Um, yeah, I think this is a study, uh, changed, uh, my views, especially for protein. Um, so, um, yeah, we, before I came to UCD, I, I was not working on protein, especially. Um, so I gained a lot of knowledge about, uh, protein and, uh, I was also not, not working on sleep to be honest, but, um, I, I, um, especially through the whole project that also involves an intervention study that we um, conduct on our own. Um, I yeah got more into um, or I, I uh, yeah changed my my opinion about the role that protein should have in your diet. And I think mm -hmm. especially for older uh, adults, um, it can have a lot of benefit while it it cannot um, harm you very much. Um, Lorraine, can you tell us a little bit more about the type of protein, the outcomes you're looking at when you're studying protein? Obviously it's sleep, but you said you have a whole series of health um, interests related to protein and human nutrition. Uh, I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, so um, I, I guess the, 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 this, this work, I just go back to sleep for a minute, it, it really highlighted the importance of sleep for us. And I think your question to Janine was, has it changed her idea on sleep? It has changed mine, actually. I love my sleep now. <laughs> I love getting and making sure that I get get enough sleep. Um, from a protein perspective, I guess it, it also got us thinking. And, and we have been thinking about the different types of proteins that we, which, that we ingest and thinking about how we can help people diversify their protein intake. So we, we do have a big project looking at that as well, trying to see, well, can, can we... Um, diversify protein intake in, in Ireland, and that will help people move to, towards more sustainable diets in a, in a nutritionally healthy, healthy way. Um, the other things we're looking at in terms of, of protein intake, Janine alluded to that we've just done a study where we looked at sleep and the impact of, of um, protein on, on sleep outcomes. So we're excited to look at the, the the results of that. But included in that, we were also looking at body composition. Um, did the different types of protein have an impact, positive impact on body composition, which would be very important then for, for older people. We also are, are interested in, in metabolic health. So we would including general glucose control and if we if certain types of protein can help us have a have a better and tighter glucose glucose control. So looking and um, looking at things such as fasting glucose levels and ins, insulin yeah. insulin levels. So I think we're we're really broadening our our knowledge on on pro on protein, but actually also the type of protein. And if we can understand 
as well how to diversify that protein intake. So not to have a reliance on, on primarily meat and dairy, but to have a good balance of diversified protein. Uh, that's very much a hot topic these days as we look at sustainability, climate change, uh, and at the same time, increasing the potentially the requirements for protein in older individuals. So, you know, it's almost counterintuitive, like how do you increase your protein intake and still make sure that you have a su sustainable diet um, and resource sources for protein. The other thing about going back to sleep is, you know, now there's lots of ways to monitor sleep outside of a laboratory too. There's lots of devices and that you can now, you know, people can wear to look at their sleep and I think that might you know, be a really interesting future for research when it comes to diet and sleep. Uh, it's not just in a laboratory, but how are people sleeping in their natural environment? Um, I'm not sure if that's the type of research you're, you're pursuing now when you look more at sleep, when you collect uh, primary data. Um, Janine, do you have anything to say about that, about the type of research or primary data you might be collecting? We had, um, uh, yeah, the Pittsburgh Sleep Quality Index mm -hmm. included as a questionnaire. And um, yeah, um, it's, uh, no, I lost it. <laughs> um, yeah, they, 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 are, they are improving those wearables, aren't they? They're improving every day to capture, capture sleep. Um, and we, we, at the time, we didn't include them because they, um, they, they, there still was some doubt about the reliability of, of them when we were starting out. But I think, mm -hmm. I think that field has, a, has really improved and there's huge opportunities now for us to track people's sleep and, and sleep quality using wearable devices. Yeah, I, I do think using the questionnaires are, is still very strong. So how does someone perceive their sleep? How awake are they when they get up? Uh, um, your own functional outcomes, though, know, is just as important as what a device might tell you in minutes or seconds of, of good sleep or poor sleep. Um, so what are, you, what are you planning to do next, Janine? You're going to finish up this, this, this postdoc and do you, do you see yourself still working in protein and sleep or where, where's your aspirations as um, a, a young investigator? Um, yeah, we, we just recently, just a few uh, weeks ago, we uh, finished or the, the last participant completed our study. Um, so I'm seeing myself in front of a huge amount of data at the moment. <laughs> And um, yeah, we uh, in, included um, what what we already said in, in a few uh, um, moments there. So we included um, muscle function, body composition, so muscle strength uh, tests in, in older adults, um, the sleep, uh, Pittsburgh Sleep Quality Index, we have quality of life included and uh, blood samples, so the metabolism. I'm very, very curious to to analyze these data and to see if there is a, a difference comparing protein and the control, but also between we have included a plant-based protein and a milk protein. So if one one of them is to to be preferred, I don't know. I'm uh, very curious about that, and yeah, I would love to to uh, work further in, in this field, maybe with my own research group one day. 
um, and see on different settings, different populations, maybe including weight loss or um, younger adults or only older. So that's so you can you can look into very very many different aspects in this topic. Well, and that's exciting. You definitely have a, a career ahead of you. Those are good questions to be asking. I know know that um, you have lots of data, and as you create and do the analyses for your data, you'll come up with even with more questions. We often create more questions than answer questions when we do research. Uh, so um, you, you definitely have a good future ahead of you. Uh, I do want to thank both of you for spending this time. I, I see a laboratory that's doing interesting work at the University College Dublin. Um, I find that you know, there's going to be papers coming out. I tell the listeners to this podcast, look for them. And uh, if you want to get a sense of what other type of research needs to be done in protein and sleep, this review article will tell you a lot about um, some of the methodologies that need to be improved and where the gaps are. So um, just thank you very much for spending this time with me. Thank you. Thank you. The Nutrition Reviews podcast was produced and edited by Eric Healy at the Western Region Public Health Training Center studio at the University of Arizona, Mel and Enid Zuckerman College of Public Health. Original music was created by Eli Ruiz. Funding for the podcast was provided by the International Life Sciences Institute. To get more updated information on nutrition, go to the journal's website at academic.oup.com slash nutrition reviews and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when the next episode is available. I'm Douglas Tarrant. Thank you for spending some time with us.